when we connect with God in prayer, we connect with raw power, but this time around, not destructive power, but constructive power. Power that can create. Power that can build. Power that can restore. Power that can turn something around. That's the kind of power that we connect with. When we, when we lock our arms with God in prayer, that's the kind of power we connect with. Philippians chapter 4, when you read verse 11 and 12, Paul was writing there, he said, I've learned to abound and to be abased. I can do all things. By verse 13, he said, I can do all things. Yeah. He said, not that I, I know how to be abased, I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Yeah. Learned, learned all that. And Pastor Dean says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So because of that, I rejoice in my lot because I know that God is moving me forward. So keep an atmosphere of thanksgiving. Earlier on in that, that chapter, verse, uh, chapter 4 of Philippians, in, in verse 7 there, when he says in verse 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and thanksgiving, let your request be made unto God. He said the peace of God, verse 7 says, and the peace of God that passes all understanding, that surpasses all understanding, shall guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. That's the peace that gives us the confidence to take action, to speak when we're supposed to speak, to make requests when we're supposed to make requests. After I have tarried in the place of prayer, I need to embrace the peace of God. Yeah, I need to embrace the peace of God. So that you don't be like my daughters who moved into um, a new apartment many years ago. So we had uh, just a, like, I don't know whether I was five meters behind the house. And I said, put paving stone everywhere. They said, ah, no, no, daddy, we don't want paving stone everywhere. Just uh, like five meters. I said, what do you want to do here? They said, just give us one square meter of sand. We want to be planting stuff. I said, okay. Remove the, the paving stone from just that one square meter. Let them uh, uh, plant anything they want to plant there. And I watch them just, you know, just doing what kids do. So went into the pantry, took some bean seed, said, we're going to plant beans. We'll harvest it and eat it. I was looking at it. <laughs> one square meter. <laughs> one square meter farm, you know. <laughs> they, 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 they put... You know, the only thing is, they put the beans there. The next day, they went and watered it and checked. They came to meet me. Daddy, he's not coming out. So, one of them said, let's check it out. And maybe it started growing. Or maybe our auntie, their nanny, has removed it. So they opened it, they checked it. Oh, it's still there and put it back. Yeah. The next day is the same thing. After I told them, I said, yeah, this is not how farmers behave. If you put seed there, farmers leave it. Just keep watering in faith. You will see it sprout. And after a few weeks, after they had even forgotten, you know, you know kids, after a while, they just forget. You just saw it. Hey, that it looks like the beans is sprouting. It's coming out. I said, that's just a simple lesson for you on how we wait on God. You just abandon things on him. Then his providence takes over from there. You know, some of us, after you have prayed, then you go, you go and be checking, checking. Let, let his power breathe over it. There is seed time and then there's harvest. And the gap in between is a time to trust God and keep your faith on 
Deal with doubt. Keep your thanksgiving on. Keep praising God and thanking him. Learn to abound and to be abased because God is faithful and his word doesn't fail. Say amen, somebody. Yeah, it's very important that we understand that. I'm speaking to somebody in this house this afternoon who needs to take faith. Knowing that God will still show up for you big. You cannot afford to be a Thomas the Doubter. Are you still with me today? I said, are you still with me today? When you see people who say, eh, I prayed, pray, pray, pray. Even pray, I know I prayed him. Now I'm just tired. You know? I'm just tired. Say, it's been long I saw you in church. Eh, you know? Is it not to come and pray? I pray, pray, even pray. I pray, I pray, I'm tired of me. You know? You see that there's no faith in their heart. There's no expectancy in their heart. Yeah. They, they, they're not doing anything to water their seed of faith that they planted in the place of prayer. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 and verse 20, through the visible things that we can see, he said the invisible attributes of God are understood. So through just the law of the farm and how things work in the farm, you can understand the invisible attributes of God, the laws of the spirit. Because it's an attitude that a farmer has. It's called hope. And the Bible says hope does not make a shame. Have you seen a farmer who plants something before and will not have hope that it's going to grow and water it in faith and with expectancy read it? That's how we behave. That's why some people don't get answers to their prayers. Because you, 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 you've spent time to pray and, and when you're supposed to be trusting God, watering your seed and doing all that, now you become discontent. And just walk away. Yeah. Just walk away. You stop going to church. Stop praying. People are praying. You mock them. Yeah. We have been there. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The efficacy of prayer. Some people don't even believe in the efficacy of prayer. You see, your home belief will not change God. And I need to understand that if you're in that category. Your home belief will not change God. Because even prayer itself does not change God. It changes you. It changes your attitude. When your attitude changes, your situation changes. That's why the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God will come into your heart. When your heart becomes peaceful, something starts to grow out of it. You will see a way out. You will be able to hear God. You will know the next action to take. That's how it works. Glory be to Jesus. Yeah. So, number three is that prepare for the answer in faith. Yeah, prepare for your answer in faith. I've said, deal with doubt. Keep an atmosphere of thanksgiving. Prepare for the answer in faith. Yeah. And when you're standing in faith, you need to understand. The most critical thing, I've mentioned it before, I'm going to say it again. When you're standing in faith, Proverbs 18 and verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can't say you're standing in faith and you're speaking death into the situation. If you're standing in faith, your confession has to align with your faith. Your confession has to align with... You know worst case scenario when you're standing in faith? Worst case scenario, keep your mouth shut. Isaiah 53 and verse number 7. Isaiah prophesied about Jesus many, many years before Jesus came and was prophesying about, about what Jesus will go through in the crucifixion. He said he was oppressed and was afflicted. He opened not his mouth. He was led as lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its sharer is, uh, is silent. Uh, and so he opened not his mouth. 
You see, all the ordeal that Jesus went through, they asked him questions, were just looking at them like this. If you cannot say the right thing, then keep your mouth shut. But I beg of you this afternoon, the best place to be is a place where you're saying the right thing after you have trusted God. But if by any chance you can't say anything, just like Jesus, take it in. Yeah. But don't allow death to come out of your mouth. Matthew uh, 12 and verse 34, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Our mouth, our words reveal our heart. And you know the way it works in the spirit? God wants to give to you according to your heart. When your words speak doubt and lack of faith and hope, there's nothing God can do about the situation. There's nothing God can do about the situation. Lastly, this afternoon, be obedient to the instruction that you receive in a place of prayer. Sometimes while we're praying and trusting God for stuff, what happens is that God starts to put ideas in your mind. Many people forget the things that God is saying, yet they are waiting for God in faith to come true for them. The truth cannot work together. Yeah. The truth cannot work together. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Sometimes you are spending time in a place of prayer. And while you've been praying and praying, you're hearing in your heart God saying, ask after this person. Care for this person. You know, bless somebody. Pay that guy's school fees. That maybe distant cousin or just one guy that you know from somewhere who we are not related to. Be nice to so-and-so person. And you are suppressing all that, behaving as if it doesn't matter. Because when God puts things in your heart in the place of prayer, you need to be able to obey it's part of the process that links you. The Bible says when the clouds are full, they empty themselves in the, on the earth. And when you take action in obedience to the things that God has spoken to you in the place of prayer, your cloud is being populated. And very soon, the cloud will be full. Is somebody still with me today? Yeah. Sometimes it's just God just tugging at your heart to say, forgive. Forgive that person. Forgive that person. Stop malice. Greet that person. Yet you are praying for something to happen in your life. And every time you pray, God will say, forgive. And because it's not convenient for you, it's making you feel good. That you want the person to feel that you're angry with them. You are now suppressing that. And you continue to pray. It's a waste of time. Those are the things that rob us of the efficacy of prayer. So you need to be able to yield and forgive. Sometimes God is saying, deal with rebellion. This one that maybe there's somebody that you just, it may be even be your spouse sometime. It may be a friend, it can be a boss. You're showing to that person. Me too, I know something. Me too, I can do something. You know, sometimes you just show rebellion to, you know, to a spouse. Like, I mean, for some men, they just show, their own is not rebellion, rejection. Show a woman that you really resent her, and yet you are still spending time speaking in tongues. They just don't work together because as you are praying, God is telling you, be nice, be nice, be nice. And then you're suppressing that one. It robs you of the efficacy of your prayer. Is somebody still with me today? Yeah, it robs you of the efficacy of your prayer. Sometimes it's just pride. Strong pride. 
Some somebody says one, you said two. Somebody you are supposed to be learning from. You are trying to teach them. Yeah. Pride. And you are praying and God is telling you, deal with that pride. Deal with that pride. So after you finish praying, you take action. Dealing with those things that you think God is speaking into your heart about. The gap between when we are prayed and when we, have got, when we will get answer is a process. And many things are connected in that process that will yield the answer to us. Part of it are the instructions that God will give us. My big question this afternoon is, will you listen to the instruction? Or are you just going to force the hand of God to come true for you? Because the Spirit of God will not all the time contend with man. It just goes silent. And then somebody goes away thinking that prayer lacks efficacy. Don't deceive yourself. Our God answers prayer. He does. He does. He does. Luke 18 and verse 1. Men ought always to pray and not to lose heart. Jesus told a parable about the woman and the unjust judge. The woman kept going. But she was going with a particular attitude. It's an attitude of faith. And the Bible says, if the unjust judge, being an unjust person, will not listen to her, after a while, the unjust judge said, ah, if I don't listen to this woman and avail her of her judgment, he, he, she said she will weary me by her continuous coming. How are you going to God? Are you going in faith with expectation in your heart? Or are you going discontented, disgruntled, and not listening to instruction? Because if you go with a heart, an attitude of heart that is resolved, saying, I want to listen to God, I will obey God, and I know God is coming through for me, you're going to get the answers to your prayers. Are you blessed this afternoon? I said, are you blessed this afternoon? Will somebody lift your right hand to Jesus and begin to talk to him about the things you want to do differently and receive grace to do them? Somebody may have gotten an instruction before now. Will you talk to God? Lord, I'm going to do it. I receive grace to do it. I receive grace to change the confession in my mouth, of my mouth. I receive grace to change my attitude towards this person or towards that situation. I receive grace not to be a complainer. Will you, will you just talk to God about what you want to do differently? Maybe somebody has been waiting for something and you've been praying about it. It's time to really change your attitude towards it. Something must have connected with you in the sharing of this afternoon. So just speak to God about it. 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 And just tell God, this is what I want. Somebody may be telling God right now, Lord, I just want to be able to embrace your peace in my heart and refuse to worry concerning this situation. Because I know that you have answered my prayer. I'm going to wait in faith, not in worry and doubt. I'm going to align my words with my belief. I'm going to align my action. I'm going to deal with fear and step out and ask this person for it and send that email and show up in that office because I believe you have answered my prayer. So I'm going to deal with my fear. I'm going to make that request boldly. Yeah, I'm going to make that request boldly. I'm going somewhere this week to place a demand. I'm going to do it with boldness. I'm going to deal with the fear of rejection. A fear of failure. Something saying, you'll go. Nothing will happen. Go first. Go by faith first. Will you receive grace this afternoon to go? Will you receive grace this afternoon to make that phone call? Receive grace this afternoon to send that email? 
Receive grace this afternoon to make that inquiry. Check the website. Do something. Do it by faith. Do it by faith. Do it by faith. Do it by faith. Our God is faithful. Do it by faith. That's what you should do after you have prayed. Do it by faith. Because God wants to come true for you. He wants to come true for you. He wants to come true for you. He wants to come true for you. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. I'm going to say a prayer right now. But before I say that prayer, I just feel a compulsion in my heart to share just this one testimony with someone here. Last week, I got a text from someone here in this church who just told me about what God just did in his life. And he just, I was just amazed about the efficacy of prayer. Can go on and on. Even in second service, I was sharing a testimony about a lady who shared about, you know, during the night of increase in March, she was sitting somewhere right there. I felt a prompting in my heart that God wants me to give, you know, words to some individuals apart from just general words. So I, I looked up and two people popped up. A guy sitting there, a lady sitting there. I said, lady, come. And she approached me here. I told her, I said, I just felt an impression in my spirit. I pulled up the microphone. I said, I just felt an impression in my spirit that God said, an affliction is coming, but you need the right attitude to deal with it. So stay in faith, stay in prayer, stay in thanksgiving. And I laid my hands on her and prayed for her. And she went back to her seat. She was standing here this morning, crying. I didn't know what to believe or what to expect. I recognized her immediately. I thought they were tears of sorrow. I didn't know they were tears of joy. I said, Pastor, not of increase in March. This was what you told me. I said, a few weeks after, something happened in my family. I've been married to my husband for eight years. We don't even have altercations. But we had a slight argument and my husband hit me badly as in decked me to the ground. He said, I was so shocked. I couldn't even say a word. I just picked up my stuff and I went to stay in a hotel. He said, I called his family members. Everybody, they were cursing me from nowhere. He said, I called my mom. My mom said, have you forgotten what you said your pastor said to you? This, this is it. Stay in prayer. Stay in thanksgiving. He said, pastor, somehow, I don't know. God stepped in. Everything resolved. Back with my husband, but much more than that. After eight years of waiting, I'm two months pregnant. She was sobbing, you know, standing here. I said, look at, look at, look at that. The devil knew that something was about to break. And then through him, you know, that spanner in the works, so that everything will scatter before something will break out. But, for a time in a place of prayer, but, for her to keep the right attitude in worship and thanksgiving, and God turning everything around for her. You know, in my mind, just saying, this kind God do. I've never seen your type This kind God. Blessed be your 
Ladies and gentlemen, there's power in prayer. There is power in prayer. Will you lift your two hands to Jesus today and just bless him for the things that he's doing in the midst of us. Bless him for the things that he's doing in the midst of us. Hope is being restored. Lives are changing. And your testimony is going to be the next one because our God is faithful. What he does for one, he's able to do for many. What he does for one, he's able to do for many. I believe God led me to share that, those testimonies because somebody needs to connect. Somebody needs to connect. Our God of suddenness is breaking out in the midst of his people. God of suddenness is breaking out in the midst of his people. Something new is starting in somebody's life here. And that's why we need to seek God in this season. That's why we need to seek God this season. That's why we need to seek God this season. God is able to come true for us. It's coming true for somebody here. We celebrate you, Jesus. Truth is real and greatness is enormous.